Welcome to the First Down Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 6 of the First Down Podcast, where all we talk is football. In today's episode, we're going to be going into Earl Thomas, practice injuries around the NFL, Joe Burrow lighting it up in practice, Unique Ngakwe trade, uh, Alvin Kamara, emerging stars going into 2020, and then we'll finish off with a potential trade that could have happened in 2007 with the Packers and the Raiders. Hey, I'm fired up this week. Uh, NFL kickoff is in seven days. All of this today on the First Down Podcast. First, I want to start off by talking about a new podcast that I really want to talk about, The Fantasy Guys. They're a fantasy football and baseball podcast. Um, they go into depth about stats, waivers, undervalued, overvalued league winners, rankings, divisional breakdowns, and such more. Uh, you can get an advantage for the players and the leagues uh, if you listen to them at The Fantasy Guys podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can also find them on Instagram at the underscore fantasy underscore guys podcast. I just, they're a pretty good podcast, and I thought I'd let you guys know about that. It's been a week and a half since the all-pro safety has been released from the Baltimore Ravens, Earl Thomas. Since Earl Thomas became Derrick Henry's blocker in the divisional rounds, Earl Thomas does not, has not, been the same he really has not been the same since the legion of boom with the middle finger and everything like that but solely he's not been the same since he was derrick henry's blocker i mean there was of course the situation of brotherly love and his wife almost murdering him to say the least and this guy's been through a lot he's going through a lot right now he's thinking about a lot now the seventh time all pro Pro Bowl safety is being cut by the Ravens as of um, the past Sunday after a practice scuffle with the fellow safety Chuck Clark, the, one of the rookies. Uh, it's very uncommon for you to see two players on the same side of the field as of defense to be fighting against each other. Uh, apparently there's a lot of fights in practices against offense and defense, but it's very uncommon for a defensive player and another defensive player, especially the same position, to be fighting about something. And uh, the, the way that Earl Thomas painted this picture on Instagram was not the way that the rest of the team painted the picture uh, in when they were talking about it. Uh, they actually had a player's, uh, commission, or player's personnel say they would prefer him not to be on the team. A leadership council, sorry. So... I mean, that really shows you how bad of an influence his player is. I mean, with how much talent he has, they'd rather him not be on the team. That's just, that's crazy. It's a four-year, $55 million contract as well. So they're trying to get out of that with a, uh, if you can, if you release a personal misconduct, you can try getting out of the contract that you owe him as of this year. If that, if they do not succeed in getting that, then, uh, then you probably won't be able to, you'll have to pay him that money, and it'll just be worthless. So we're going to see that court case come up in the next few months, and I'm curious to see how that goes. We're going to be able to see where he is going to be going. Most people are saying that he is going to be playing 
for the Cowboys next season after actually going through their waivers. Any team can pick him up right now, but the uh, the Cowboys are looking at him. I'm I'm assuming what's going on right now is Jerry Jones is trying to get him on his team as quickly as possible here, and I'm guessing Mike McCarthy is looking at what happened there with the Ravens and thinking, mm, I'm not sure if I like this situation going on here. They do have um, problems, and there wasn't their problems in Seattle. We don't know what the problem was there and why he got out of there so quickly besides all the injuries. With that um, good of a player, you want to keep him around, and for whatever reason, they did not want to keep him around, so there's probably something going on there that you do not want to you know, happen, and you to succeed in a locker room, you need to have a good... Or in a succeed on a team, you need to have a good locker room. There was not one good team or any Super Bowl team that won but had a horrible locker room. You could you've never heard that. You heard, yeah, we might be a good team, but our locker room sucks. No, you don't. You don't hear that. What you may be here is, yeah, we might suck, but our locker room is great. That's what you want to hear for a team. Like that's what it is with the Dolphins right now. But you never really hear about the uh, teams with bad locker rooms and, and uh, good play. It just, that just never happens. You get to look at that. And then um, next up we have the few injuries for the for practices. I'm going into specifically two injuries going into practice, one of them offensive, one of them defensive. Um, the first one I'm going into is David Montgomery running back for the uh, Chicago Bears. This is a big-time rookie as of last year. Um, this was maybe one of the most hyped rookies I've ever seen going into a team. Maybe it's because it's in a division that I'm a fan of, but I di- I, this is just a player that everyone was assuming was going to be the next Elvin Kamara, Rookie of the Year, great player. And I, he does, he didn't really turn into that in immediately into his first season. I mean, he still had some pretty good stats. I mean, 900 yards, a few touchdowns. That's a number one tight end or number one running back going into the season kind of stats but we're just we're gonna be able to see um what's gonna be going on now because he actually went down with a very big injury he'll be out for the next few months here uh possibly six to eight weeks maybe even longer than that we're gonna see uh that really hurts my fantasy football team because he was my number one or number two running back on that team so now we get to see if that plays out um and the number two running back on their team we get to see um how plays out with them with Tariq Cohen being the number one running back on that team now uh, we're going to be able to see what that 5'8 guy can do um, th- th- this is a guy who's had uh, running back by committee his entire career we really don't know what he can do as the sole running back I mean he ha- he's had Montgomery and of years past he has had Howard so we really don't know what he can do um, by himself and we're going to be able to see that now uh, next up, we have the freak of nature, Derwin James from the Chargers. I mean, this this is a guy going into the season, maybe was the top three, top four safeties in the league. I mean, in my opinion, this is this is the, one of the best guys. But unfortunately, now he's been injured for two straight seasons. This guy cannot catch a break. I mean, now we're going to have to see what this defense can do. They still have Chris Harris. They still have Casey Hayward. They still have Desmond King, but they need a lot of safety help. And now they lost their best safety, who was, I, you could see some clips of him running routes and just shutting down Keenan Allen. I mean, Keenan Allen is a Pro Bowl wide receiver, and he was just shutting him down. So we're going to be able to see 
what they can do on that team with all of the corners and all of the uh, the defensive line. And with the offense being a uh, with Terod Taylor or a rookie as the quarterback, we're not really sure what they can do on this team. This is one of those teams you don't you're not really sure if they're gonna go six and ten or if they're gonna be going eleven and five. So this is a team that can go either way. My uh, personal opinion is that they're gonna be going into the uh, eight and eight, seven and nine kind of category as of right now, especially after this injury. That's maybe one of the worst injuries that could have happened right now, maybe besides for Joey Boza or uh, Terod Taylor. Uh, next up, we have Leonard Fournette is now becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. In the middle of me writing this podcast, I had to change some things up because I was talking about how maybe Chicago might pick up Leonard Fournette. And now, obviously, I was mistaken because I wasn't aware that the Buccaneers are making a super team in uh, Florida. So we're going to be able to see uh, how this team does. Right now, they said they still said and that Ronald... Jones is the number one running back, which I don't think anyone truly believes, since they, you know, they have the uh, they have Shady McCoy and they have Leonard Fournette now on their team. We'll, we'll probably see Ronald Jones get a few carries, and then they'll start giving Shady McCoy a few carries, and then maybe Leonard Fournette a few carries, and then after that, they're probably just gonna phase uh, Ronald Jones out of this offense. Another thing to look at, um, if you saw a picture Leonard Fournette posted. On his Instagram, he posted them his number 27 in a Buccaneers uniform. But the thing is that Ronald Jones, their number one running back as of now, is wearing the number 27. So we could see some beef going on in that locker room. We can only hope that that doesn't be happening if you are a Buccaneers fan. Uh, this is one of those teams that I a lot of people being like, oh my goodness, this is overhyped team. You know, they're going 8-8. Eight eight. They don't have the they don't have the pieces or whatever, and they don't have the chemistry. I genuinely think they have the chemistry like they this is a team with tom brady who is maybe one of the one of those coach or one of those uh, quarterbacks that everybody meshes with perfectly they have his best friend at tight end they, they have everybody i mean you could name one place on this team that they're struggling but they have a number five defense with maybe one of the best de- defensive rush defenses in the league they have vita vey they have shaquille barrett they have devin white they have um i have a few other guys and then they ranked number five last season as one of the youngest defenses in the league that's a really good defense uh, this year i think they could blow up to a number three defense especially if devin white blows up like i expect him to do um i'm going more into players that we're going to be blowing up this season, but I'm not going to go into Devin White because I'm telling you about him here. Devin White will be blowing up this season. You can hear it from me now. Uh, after, if you have a top three defense, plus your offensive line is amazing. You went and got Werfs in the uh, in the NFL draft in the first round, and then you have two Pro Bowl guys on that def- or offensive line. Sorry, this is This is an offensive line that can be amazing for them. And plus, they have two amazing tight ends, O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski, and then a pretty good um, tight end in Brate. I'm not sure his first name. And then for the wide receivers, they are absolutely loaded with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who are both all pro wide receivers. And plus, they have Scotty Miller, the number three receiver, who's like a five nine guy, who is an absolute burner if you watch them play. It, it's fun to watch him play because he's just so incredibly fast. And now with Shady McCoy, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. I mean, you have Bruce Arians 
as the head coach. I mean, th- this team is just there's there's nothing on this team that doesn't scream we're going thirteen and three this season. So that's my prediction. They're going thirteen and three. They're making the playoffs and they're possibly winning the Super Bowl. I mean, right now, if you're looking at it, you're wanting. They're probably looking at uh, for bets. The best bet to do right now is Tampa Bay versus the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And honestly, that could be one of the best games you've ever seen in your entire life. You Just think about how much of a high-scoring game that would be. That would be an entertaining game, to say the least. Uh, next up, we have Joe Burrow recently um, popping up on some sports news about how he lights it up in practice. Now with Joe Mixon getting paid and Joe Burrow lighting it up with all of his talent on their team, you might actually have some hope as a Bengals fan to see hey, this team could be winning a few games and maybe even a playoff game in the next three to four years. I mean, this is the Bengals after all. Let's not get our hopes up. They don't even have an indoor practice facility, for God's sake. So let's just uh, let's just hold our horses before we go from uh, a few wins last season in, a, in full tank mode into straight, uh, we're winning a playoff game now because they got a few free agents players they have a few good players like aj green and a few tyler boyd and then they have a few rookies that they got in besides for um joe burrow so we're really going to be seeing what they can do in the next few years and with zach taylor this is kind of this is more of his first year in my opinion as a play caller we're really going to see is he good play caller is he the future what's what's going on we're not really sure so uh uh, next up, we have uh, Yannick Ngadgue traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Minnesota Vikings. Now, normally, as a Packer fan, I'm not a fan of what some of the Vikings players does. But this one I genuinely think is good for him because uh, they, they trade away a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick, which uh, we never know with second-round picks and fifth-round picks. For Yannick uh, Ngakwe, a Pro Bowl edge rusher. This guy is a very good edge rusher. And this guy said he would take a $6 million pay cut just so he wouldn't have to be in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, $6 million. Most people in their lifetime don't even see $1 million over their entire lifetime. This dude took a $6 million a year pay cut just so he didn't have to play in the Jacksonville Jaguars team. I mean, you, you I don't even know how bad that locker room and environment has to be for him to want to take that big of a pay cut and then them for to t- they're just taking everybody out of that team so i'm that, that's not a team that you want to be on right now i mean a few seasons ago they were in the afc championship game and now they're looking like they are going to win three games at most this season i mean can you name one player on that team besides miles jack and Gardner Minshew right now no dj shark maybe i'm not sure you don't really know this team. It's 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 a tough team to to really tr- see if they can do anything this year. Um, if they go 0-16, I would not be surprised. I think uh, Minshew Mania might actually help them uh, get to three games maybe. But besides that, I do not think they have the talent to get to much more wins than that. Uh, next up, we have... The Chiefs, obviously, again, every single episode I'm talking about the Chiefs, they are now paying Andy Reid, the head coach, and their GM, Brett Veach, both signing six-year extensions for a bunch of money. I mean, again, this is just a big contract that they're giving to people. 
I thought after the Travis Kelsey uh, contract they'd be done, but apparently not. Now they have even more players, or not players, but uh, the the head coach and the GM. So after this, I don't think they have any more people they can pay um, on their team besides for a uh, few rookies. But besides that, I have I don't think there's anybody they can possibly pay on that team as of now. So now we get to see this team be amazing for the next six years, and then maybe the next 15 years with Patrick Mahomes, and the next six years with uh, Andy Reid and Brett Veach at GM. Next up, we have Logan Ryan signing with the New York Giants. This is probably because of the whole DeAndre Baker situation going on as of less uh, past offseason because he actually got arrested for armed robbery. An NFL player got arrested for armed robbery. This is a first-round pick. Um, I mean, he's making millions of dollars. What are you doing robbing somebody's house? Logan Ryan is a, uh, is a few seasons older, obviously 29 years old, a little bit better than DeAndre Baker, but I thought DeAndre Baker was a solid comparison to Logan Ryan, and the next few seasons could have been at the same level for a whole lot cheaper. So, I mean, th- this is also very good for them as in the New York Giants for, in a very uh, very young defense. I think this is a, a team that could really benefit from some veteran pre- presence. I mean, th- this is a team in the next two years that could uh, that could really be a lot better if they really try. So it'll be entertaining to see how that goes. Uh, next up, we have a few trade rumors and some rumor and just some whispers going on in the Saints area about Alvin Kamara holding out for his contract. With uh, more and more running backs getting paid this this recently. And a lot of more of them playing well under these contracts, and a lot more of them not playing well under these contracts. You need to be very, very questionable on whether or not you want to pay your running back. And Alvin Kamara, you know, you don't know. But in this situation that the Saints are in right now, you, you gotta pay him. Come on, Drew Brees is on his last leg of his career, just trying to get to another Super Bowl. One last time before he retires, he wants one more MVP trophy. If they have this guy not on their team, they could really struggle offensively. Because besides him, they have Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, that's about it. They need a running presence besides for Latavius Murray. So they we're just going to hope beyond hope that they uh, they give this to it a contract. I mean, hope, we're not really sure if they have enough money for that right now since they just went and gave Taysom Hill a crap ton of money. You know, a quarterback, uh, an extremely good quarterback level of money. So... I'm not. I'm not really sure if they have enough to afford him. But if they do, they need to be signing him to an extension. If they, if he's willing to hold out, that is not a situation you want to be in. Especially if the Saints could possibly catch a media bug and fail to win a few games and make sure Drew Brees doesn't win a Super Bowl. I mean, this team is going to have to bust their balls trying to get as good as they can. They're in a uh, division with the Buccaneers, for gosh sake, and the Cardinals, who are a good team going into the season. I mean, I'm not sure if they could even win the division this year as the Saints. And I like the Saints this year as one of my Super Bowl contenders. 
but I'm not sure if they could beat out the Buccaneers. They need to be winning every single game. Every like not even week one, it is going to be a playoff game for them. Every single week, it it's a very important season for them. This is maybe the hardest season for them to make it to the Super Bowl, but this is maybe the best season for them to get to the Super Bowl in the next few years. And this is like next. This is the only time in the next five to ten years they could be possibly going to a Super Bowl. I mean, you, after Drew Brees, we, we knew Teddy Bridgewater did it pretty good. But now he's gone, so we're going to have to see can James Winston pull it off, and that's not a situation you want to have to be in when you can just try winning with Drew Brees. So, but they're, they're going to push all of their cards to the table, and they're going to see can we get to the Super Bowl this year. And if you're a Saints fan, if you're a Drew Brees fan, you're, you're going to be hoping yes. So they can get uh, Drew Brees' final Super Bowl ring so he can you know, get those kids on that podium like he said he wanted to do. Now, I saw I was watching Good Morning Football a few days ago, and I saw that they were doing some emerging stars going into the 2020 season, so I thought I'd make my own list. Um, I made a rookie five-person uh, list, and then I made a like veteran who was a, a few years in the league and is about to blow up on this team. I do warn you, the veteran ones is all wide receivers besides for quarterback. So starting off with the rookies, Joe Burrow, I'm going to start off with, obviously, I think he's going to be doing a lot better than a lot of people are saying. I think he's going to get the Baker Mayfield kind of hype going on this season. He's got the swagger. I mean, we, we don't know if he can be playing at a level that is good enough for national media attention, but we do know that he is a good quarterback. Can he do good enough this this time, or like this year, and good enough to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? I guess we're really gonna see going into the and going into this season, even with uh with all the coronavirus things going on, can he persevere and get the rookie of the year? We're really gonna see. Isaiah Simmons, I think, is gonna be a guy on the Cardinals. Is or if we're gonna see him blow up. This is a guy I think he's technically a safety at this point, but this is also a guy who could be playing outside linebacker linebacker he could be playing d-line wide receiver returning punts i mean this 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 dude is a swiss army knife i mean if you're looking at jamal adams as one of these players who's getting a lot of sacks he's a big player who can take out the quarterback and make a swim move isaiah simmons you better watch out for them if you are in that division with all of those great quarterbacks i mean tom brady and drew Brees are going to be getting hit hard by him Especially now with how good that defense is getting, I think they are really looking are really close to uh, getting destroyed by uh, Isaiah Simmons going into the season. That is my uh, my favorite to win defensive rookie of the year. Uh, in a close second to winning defensive rookie of the year, I think Chase Young, uh, right end out of the Washington Football Team. I think this is one of these guys who is the Miles Garrett of a few years ago. Uh, proven, obvious, you need to get him not one of these number one overall picks. Um, even though I don't think the uh, the Redskins exactly needed Chase Young on their team, I think he was still the right pick. They have uh, they have pain, they have sweat they picked up last year. They have a bunch of other players on that team. Uh, Kerrigan, they have a bunch of um, linebackers, they have a bunch of outside linebackers and DNs. I'm not sure how he's going to fit on that team exactly yet, but I know he's going to be the uh, number one starter going into this year, no question about it. 
Uh, I think he could get at least seven sacks this year and a few, maybe a few forced fumbles. I mean, this is this dude is a big dude. This is a J.J. Watt-level guy. A uh, Jadavion Clowney, I think, was his uh, NFL comparison, which is a big player to be compared to, especially of how good Jadavion Clowney, J.J. Watt, all those guys are. This, that, I mean, that's a player that you know is going to be product be productive this year and luckily enough on defense he's not going to have to worry about the rest of the players doing good for him to still put up stats he could put up 20 sacks and the team still suck uh, so you, you, it's it's all right if the team is going to stink around him and he's still going to be playing good it, it'll be all right for him uh, next up uh, going offensively the player i think it's going to be in the running for offense rookie leader behind Joe Burrow is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, this guy is going to be is in the perfect situation. He's going to go to Andy Reid, maybe one of the best coaches in the league. And uh and with a great team. He did what what he did with Kareem Hunt a few years ago and what he did with Damian Williams and Shady McCoy. I mean this this is a head coach that can really turn a rookie running back into maybe one of the best running backs in the league instantly because i mean good thing about kareem hunt you don't really hear about him very often now after he went to the browns he's not as big of a player as he was of years past so now we're really good, gonna see uh how good he's gonna play i think he's gonna get at least a thousand yards this year maybe more with at least seven touchdowns next to wilds card i have jonathan taylor I, I i like jonathan taylor a lot going into this season I mean, this this is a guy out of college from the Badgers who's just put up lightning numbers. Uh, this this is a guy who is going and getting to play against maybe one with the best offensive lines in the league. You have Marlon Mack, who is a running back who is not really sure if he's good enough. They have Naheem Hines, which I don't have faith in, and then they have a another running back, which I forget the name of, who is a power back, who is just not going to be the starter of the future. Um... I think Jonathan Taylor, at the end of the season, you're going to be seeing him as the number one running back on the team, uh, in my opinion. All right, now going into the veteran stars, I'm going to start off with the rapper Drew Locke. I, it, it, it was really funny watching Mike Up this year, seeing him rap on the sideline. That that was probably one of the, the best Mike Ups I've ever seen in my entire life. I, I didn't realize he did that in college as well. I mean, this guy is a, has absolute swag. I mean, this 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 guy is going to be throwing 35 touchdowns, 10 interceptions at the most, and this guy is slowly going to become one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, and this guy does this this guy has John Elway DNA written all over it. John Elway always wanted a tall white quarterback who can step in the pocket and throw it, and that's exactly what they have. They tried going and getting Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon, and those guys didn't work out. We're going to see if this guy can work out for him this year. Uh, especially with all of the talent with Noah Fant and Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and a few other receivers on that team. We're really going to be able to see, can they do good this year? Now they have. Now we have the four wide receivers I have for my veteran stars, and I didn't even realize that until I started working on this podcast and doing my revision i see look at that four wide receivers in the veteran stars or veteran future stars uh starting off mccall hardman out of the chiefs this guy is an absolute burner 
I mean, this is one of the fastest receivers in the league, and he's on a team with Tyreek Hill. So if you're getting compared to the person on your team at that speed, I think you know you're doing something correct. I mean, th this guy is absolutely speedy, and as a rookie, he did really, really efficiently, especially on a team with Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, and uh, Tyreek Hill. Th this guy is going to be getting a lot more numbers going into this season. I'm excited to see how good he actually does. You could see three or four people getting 1,000-yard seasons with this offense. I mean, you could see Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and McCole Hardman, and possibly even Sammy Watkins getting 1,000-yard seasons. I uh, I would even probably have to say McCole Hardman will probably get 1,000 yards before Sammy Watkins will get 1,000 yards. That's the hot take for me right now. Uh, next up, we have Terry McClellan from the Washington football team. I mean, this guy got 900-some yards and eight touchdowns or nine touchdowns last year on a team with a with a learning Dwayne Haskins and an absolutely garbage football team around him. So if this guy can efficiently play good like that with the talent around him, I can only imagine what it's going to be like if Alex Smith is quarterback or as of right now, Dwayne Haskins, the starter. He's been playing better. I'm gonna. I'm wondering if he is going to help um, Terry McClellan out a little bit more. And if we're going to see if he can get, um, if last year he hit almost 900 yards, we can see if he hit it 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns this year. I could honestly expect that possibly to happen. And this guy to be one of the better wide receivers in the league. So this is a guy I would uh, go trade for in fantasy right now for some low-level running back. Uh, next up, we have Alan Lazard out of the Packers. This this could just be my homer pick, kind of like the Jonathan Taylor pick. But I really liked Alan Lazard going into this season. Uh, we all know they picked up Jordan Love instead of a wide receiver in the draft, which a lot of people were per perplexed by. Um, and then we did not know that our wide receiver out of free agency, I, uh, I, our Devin Funchess, I, everyone thought he was going to be the number two receiver. Now that Devin Funchess is out, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams are pretty much the only receivers on the team that are not late-round picks that are trying to prove themselves this year. This team has a bunch of wide receivers that are trying to prove themselves this year, but none um, are as good as Alan Lazard was last year. Alan Lazard was absolutely dominating by the end of the season with 500-some yards and about five touchdown passes. And you know this dude's going to be playing good because you've heard the— uh, the praise from Aaron Rodgers and I've heard some reports from practice that they are going they are their their um, their like connection is just amazing this year so it, it's going to be really interesting to see how good they really do play and if uh, I do anticipate him getting at least 750 yards in uh, eight touchdowns this year uh, finishing out the uh NFL future stars I, th I had AJ Brown out of the Titans this is a pretty easy pick. I think I know a lot of people are expecting this. I was almost going to put Marquise Brown out of the Ravens. That's pretty much the easiest thing I could have picked uh, right now. But I do think uh, both players are going to be doing good. A.J. Brown, I think, uh, with Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball uh, after Derrick Henry runs it for another 15 times, I think A.J. Brown might get a few touches this year. They have Adam Humphreys on that team, who's a pretty good wide receiver. And then they have Corey Davis on the team, who got opted out for his fifth-year contract. So uh, we're really going to see uh, if they're going to be phasing him out of that offense and having A.J. Brown as their number one receiver 
Uh, we're we're going to see how good he plays. And if it's my guess, it's going to be 1,000-yard receiving year with at least 10 touchdowns. Lastly, I'm going to finish up this episode with talking about the Raiders and the Packers trade that almost went through in 2007. This is a trade that the Raiders fans wish happened, but it never did. In mid-March about 2007, Brett Favre was the starting quarterback with young Aaron Rodgers sitting behind him, learning underneath him, and this is a time where this is where everyone believed Favre still had it. And a lot of people were saying, well, he might retire, we're not really sure. Uh, and then Favre immediately went, nope, I'm not retiring yet. Uh, I want I wanted good players. I want to go on a run for the Super Bowl. So they almost traded away Aaron Rodgers for Randy Moss and a tight end of the name of Courtney Anderson in a fifth-round pick. I mean, this is a Hall of Fame wide receiver for a Hall of Fame quarterback at the beginning of his career and a Randy Moss at the end of his career. I mean, this could have changed everything going into this draft. I mean, this this could mean that Brett Favre never leaves the Packers and Brett Favre wins at least another Super Bowl and he's on the team for the next few seasons and then he retires like he did in 2010. And then uh, we're going to say... All right, well, he's probably going to get one more Super Bowl. Uh, he's in a, and then he could have gotten a few more, but he throws across the middle and throws a pick six. That's my guess. Now in 2010, they have a late-round, first-round pick. What did they go and get? They go and get Tim Tebow, originally drafted at 25. I think they can trade up a little bit higher. And now they have Tim Tebow on their team as a Packer quarterback. And now Tebow mania is happening in Green Bay. And then after that, well, actually, I don't think that uh, Tim T- anybody but Tim Tebow could be on that team because Sam Bradford was number one overall pick. And then at 25, it was Tim Tebow. And then after that, it was like at number pick 84, it was Colt McCoy. And, and those that went later around. So I think uh, Tim Tebow is the, is the most uh, making makes sense kind of player to get picked up as a quarterback for the Packers, even though it's Tim Tebow. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty. A lot of people were gonna were saying he was a a project, but a absolute uh, amazing prospect. So uh, Tebow mania could have happened in Green Bay, and then after that, uh, he, he probably would leave the same way and go for the Jets, and then go play minor league baseball. And then after that, uh, what happened with the Broncos after that? Well, of course, Peyton Manning went and played for him. And what if Peyton Manning? Uh, went to this team would Peyton Manning uh, lead this team to a Super Bowl? Uh, how many how many Packers trophies would be in the uh, Packer Hall of Fame right now if this would have happened? Would they have more? Would they have less? Well, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, we all know Favre can easily throw across the middle for a pick six, so it could be a zero instead of one like we had with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, hopefully, going two in the next few seasons here with the uh, end of the Rodgers dynasty coming up uh, thank you guys so much for listening today it means a lot uh if you have a certain opinion or topic i'm going to talk about or you disagree with something i've said on here uh, dm me dm me on instagram at the uh the first down or first down underscore podcast on instagram or if you want some similar content like this and you just can't get enough go check out the fantasy guys podcast at the underscore fantasy underscore guys on instagram that was the fantasy guys podcast on instagram thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys have a nice rest of your day